when all the world is quiet Someone came and took her lover's life Spooky, ghoulish greetings to you, my amazing friends. A very warm welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. Those tunes are courtesy, of course, of my good friend Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Kushtaka. Some claim even saying this word will throw bad luck right your way. Seriously. Local lore claims that one must not even mention Kushtaka by name, and if you do... Be sure not to say it thrice, as it is thought that will evoke the beast. Kind of like the Bloody Mary thing, huh? The Kushtaka is a mythical creature, a terrifying and deadly shapeshifter. It is a land otter man. Some may laugh upon hearing this, <laughs> but at the end of this episode, you just may be changing that laugh into a hearty scream. Many in Alaska blame the Kushtaka for countless missing people who have seemed to have vanished in thin air. No trace left behind. It sadly happens everywhere. People go missing every day, some on their own accord while others forcefully taken away. Alaska is a beautiful place. I've been there only but once. But in that short time... I was there. I absolutely fell in love with it. The wildlife, the glaciers, the history, the sweet villages, just everything. It's beautiful and deadly. You think the Bermuda's bad? Alaska holds the highest card when it comes to missing people. Over 2,000 go missing every year there. Many believe that the Kushtaka is to blame for several of those disappearances. In my studies and research of Kushtaka, I have found two different theories. The first, and least likely in my opinion, is that the Kushtaka is actually good and saves lives, saving lost people. They transform into the adorable otter, and they then transform the lost person into an adorable otter so it can survive the harsh elements that Alaska has to offer. I've seen this a couple times, but what is mostly said about the Kushtaka, mm-mm-mm, not good news. From tricking Tlingit sailors, and sorry if I butchered that name there, to their deaths, to luring victims to the river, and ultimately their deaths, by imitating baby cries. <coughs> or a woman in distress. <coughs> the Kushtaka has gained quite the notorious reputation. The man is walking in the dense, rugged woods. He's enjoying the beauty. He's taking it all in. He's lived here in Alaska for well over a decade. He's heard it all. People talking crazy about humans being abducted by aliens, mythical creatures taking over, and what have you. What's next? A talking and dancing grizzly bear? He laughs at the madness. Ha ha ha! That's what he considers it anyway. Completely an utter madness. He then starts to picture if this stuff actually was true. Again, ludicrous. But suddenly he is yanked from his thoughts and back into reality. He stops walking, strains to hear, a baby crying in the distance. He listens for comforting words, a mother comforting her baby. It never comes. He just hears the baby. He thinks to himself, 
What the hell is this? A baby? What is it doing all alone in the Alaskan wilderness? His mind is racing. Something must have happened to the baby's parents for it to be alone, as what sane parent would abandon their child? Crying interrupts his thoughts. Baby crying turned woman crying. Oh dear. That's odd. He slowly follows the sounds. The skeptic walks further into the woods, closer to death. He doesn't suspect a thing. He doesn't believe in that stuff, that hocus-pocus. In these areas, there have been word that a strange creature, half man, half otter, roams about. As the man walks closer to the cries, he tries to picture what the mythical creature looks like. He scoffs. He laughs. It's amazing what people will believe these days, I tell ya. Suddenly, the cries, they get louder. And in seconds, the cries are so loud that it's deafening. The cries turning into growling and screams. This man, this skeptic, walked right into the Kushtaka's trap. Day turns to night, and night turns into day. The man is still in the woods. He's walking. He sees a village up ahead, walks in that direction. He hears a sound. What the? It's a bizarre sound. What is more puzzling to the man, the sound seems to be coming from no one but himself. A woman is seen in the distance. She looks towards him and screams and frantically runs the opposite direction. Did he miss the memo? What's going on? He walks to the river edge and looks down. What he sees is not his own face. He touches it. Rough, coarse fur. What the? You see, the day before, when he came face to face with the Kushtaka, he was not ripped to shreds, never to be seen again. This, of course, is what happens to many unsuspecting people. The Kushtaka had something in store for this skeptic, whose last normal human thoughts were scoffing and laughing at the Kushtaka's very existence. I'll show him. When confronted by the shapeshifter, you either turn into this much-feared creature or encounter a gruesome ending, never, ever to be seen again. What is it about this legendary mythical creature? The pure mystery of it? The tales that have been told throughout the centuries? I want to talk more about the Kushtaka. This legend comes from the Tlingit people. They've been around these parts the people for over 10,000 years. They believe that out of the 27,000 or so otters that are in Alaska, some of them aren't what they seem. They are disguised as these cute animals, but they are pure evil. Shapeshifters showing their true side. But by the time they do this, it's all but too late. Prepare to meet thy doom. Their intentions will chill some to thou bone, trap the victim's souls, and prevent them from reincarnating. While online searching, I found the legend described on Only in Your State, and I want to read that short description now. The legend goes something like this. Quote, As you're walking through your village, or hunting in the woods, or fishing in the sea, a man or a group of men will approach you. 
These men look just like kinsmen, and you don't have a clue that they are really the Kushtaka. In some cases, these malevolent creatures appear when you're lost or injured and claim that they intend to rescue you. However, they lead you deeper into the wilderness and either tear you into pieces or turn you into a Kushtaka, which prevents your soul from being able to reincarnate. Unquote. As many legends are told from adult to child, just like La Llorona in New Mexico, the Kushtaka is told by worried mothers to their youngins in hopes to keep them from exploring and playing too far from home, sweet and safe home. Supposedly, there are two things that can perhaps save your life when it comes to this terrifying creature. Want to take a guess? I'll wait. Okay, those two answers are... That's right, the Kushtaka is supposedly terrified of the loyal Pucherino and fire. Also, they're not too fond of copper and urine. So, all you have to do is piss yourself and you'll be safe, huh? Thank you, I'm here all night. Just kidding. But seriously, if I came face to face with the Kushtaka, I sure as hell would do that. Bravery, pride, right out the window. Seriously, though, dogs were and still are considered good protection when it comes to surviving the land otter people. The Kushtaka, for the bark, not only frightens them, but it forces them to reveal their true, ugly selves. And they are tricky, scary sons of guns, I tell you what. Not only can they pretend to be a woman or a baby in distress, but it is believed these sneaky shapeshifters can transform into a family member or a friend. There was one witness account that I found and wanted to share it with you guys. This comes from a prospector, and one spring day in 1900, he saw something. Whew! that he would never, ever forget. He was in search for gold quartz. Many were back then in Alaska. He was near Thomas Bay, known long ago by the Native Americans as the Bay of Death. And I'll go into more detail about that in a few. After dealing with rain for several days, this prospector is in search, not only for gold quartz, but also meat as he had been living on beans and rice for an unknown amount of days. He finds a massive piece, not of meat, folks, <laughs> but the quartz, and is excited to get his prospector buddies up here to help him unearth it and to search for more. What comes next is his story. This ledge was worked smooth by a glacier at one time. I couldn't find anything to break a piece off with, so I used the butt of my gun to get that piece. In so doing, I broke the stock of my gun, thus ruining it for further use. This didn't worry me any, as I knew there was not game in the country larger than a grouse, and damn few of them. My first thought was the richness of the courts, and of you fellows in getting back into town to round you all up so we could get busy on it. After looking over and enjoying the feeling of knowing that I had made a rich find, I covered the ledge up again with moss, limbs, and rotten chunk. Finishing that job, I thought I would climb the ridge directly over the ledge and get my landmarks. 
so I could come back to it again or tell you where it was if anything should ever happen to me. This I did, climbing straight up over the ledge on the ridge till I reached the top, which was about 600 feet above where I found the ledge. I looked down below me and picked out a big tree with a bushy top, taller than the rest, and about 50 feet to the right of the ledge. Looking over the top of this tree from where I stood, I could see out on Frederick Sound, Cape of the Straight Line, the point of Vanderput Spit, and turning a little to the left, I could see Sukhoi Island, now known as Kodiak Island, from the mouth of Wrangell Narrows. Satisfied with that, I turned half round to get a back sight on some mountain peaks. Right there, fellows, I got the scare of my life. I hope to God I never see or go through the likes of it again. Swarming up the ridge toward me from the lake were the most hideous creatures. I couldn't call them anything but devils, as they were neither men nor monkeys, yet looked like both. They were entirely sexless, their bodies covered with long, coarse hair, except where the scabs and sores have replaced it. Each one seems to be reaching out for me and striving to be the first to get me. The air was full of their cries, and the stench from their sores and bodies made me faint. I forgot my broken gun and tried to use it on the first ones, and then I threw it at them and turned and ran. God, how I did run. I could feel their hot breath <sighs> on my back. Their long, claw-like fingers scraping my back. The smell from their steaming, stinking bodies was making me sick. While the noises they made, yelling, screaming, and breathing, drove me mad. Reason left me. How I reached the canoe or how I hung on to that piece of quartz is a mystery to me. When I came to, it was night, and I was lying in the bottom of my canoe, drifting between Thomas Bay and Sukhoi Island, cold, hungry, and crazy for a drink of water, but only to satisfy the latter urge. I started for a wrangle, and here I am. You no doubt think I am either crazy or lying. All I can say is there is a quartz. Let me never hear the name Thomas Bay again. And for God's sake, help me get away tomorrow on that boat. An eerie account from a prospector who was only in search of some gold quartz, and he found that, sure. But wow, <laughs> did he find much more than he bargained for. Stuff that nightmares are truly made of. What were these horrifying creatures this man came upon and barely escaped with his own life? Did he come face to face with the Kushtaka? And if not the Kushtaka, what other mysterious creature roams the wilderness of Alaska? Now, earlier was mentioned Thomas Bay, menacingly known as the Bay of Death. 270 years ago, Back in 1750, a deadly massive mudslide ripped through the area, claiming over 500 people's lives. Many others are missing. Thomas Bay is also known as Devil's Country. And this prospector, well, you know, he's not the only one to have encountered the Kushtaka. In 1925, 
25 years after the prospector's close call, a trapper had lost his dog in the hills around Thomas Bay. While searching, he came upon footprints that, mm, to him, resembled that of a human and a bear. A couple days later, he came back searching for his dog. And noticing most of his traps he had laid out had been sprung. Some destroyed. The trapper never came back. Him nor his dog were ever seen again. One eerie tale that I found online seems more like something a mother may tell a very naughty child. And it goes something like this. A group of people were leaving Sitka via a canoe when suddenly it tipped over. With the exception of one man, everyone died a watery death. Death by drowning. A while after this horrifying incident takes place, a canoe is seen coming towards the very distraught and alone man. They're his friends. Wait a second. The land otters, they're sneaky and disguise themselves as this man's trustworthy friends who just, I don't know, recently died? They travel together, going southward, passing clear around the Queen Charlotte Islands. At every stop they took, a female land otter would join the group. The man, the one survivor of his original group, being held captive this whole time, he had no idea what was going on. This was pure terror for him. They finally get to a location that they call Rainy Village. While at this village, the man is reunited with an aunt that he hadn't seen for several years. She didn't meet some guy and run off. No, he hasn't seen her because she died all those years ago. She drowned, and apparently in death, she had become the wife of two land otters. She told her nephew that the Kushtaka, her husband's, will help him, save him from certain death. She confides in him, telling him she can't leave her new home, that she has grown quite fond of the land otters and her new life. Life after death. Their journey back was quite an interesting one, one for the books. They traveled all day via canoe and only stopped to rest at midnight. And rest didn't come easy for this poor fellow, as once they were on land, the Kushtaka turned the canoe over him so he could not leave. When they had left for their journey, his late aunt, now turned land otter's wife, told them to take him to a safe place, somewhere he will not be captured again. Take him to a good place, she told them. So, they took him close to where Sitka is. A lovely place. I had the pleasure to spend a day there several years ago. Not nearly long enough, but a super neat place. Love to go back there. He walked around the area, and for reasons unknown... He started to drive the people crazy. What he did, I don't know. But the people of Sitka wanted nothing to do with this man. They were determined to capture him, get rid of him. Capture, hmm, that's something he's now familiar with, unfortunately. It is believed that this man, having been captured by land otters, was actually transformed into Kushtaka himself. So the people made a trap with a rope in hopes to ensnare this man, but with no success. After no luck, they tried one more thing. They placed the bones of a dog, as mentioned earlier, the dog and his bones being the greatest enemy when it comes to the Kushtaka. Later that night, <gasps> success! The land otter is heard screaming into the darkness of the unforgiving night. He tore his hands with those dog bones, and as this is happening, the people threw the rope around him and captured him. 
Success. Yes. After his capture, he was there for a while surviving on raw fish and meats and eventually died. In one article, I read that the Kushtaka will, from time to time, go back to their original home, their village, and help out their surviving family members. The Kushtaka represents a symbolic link between the living and the dead. You know, up until a couple weeks ago, I had never heard of Kushtaka before. I found it to be very, very interesting, though. I love when things like that happen. And if there's something that you find bizarre and interesting, such as the Kushtaka, and you want to see it pop up on an episode, please let me know at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others, you guys. They're equally awesome. Haven't heard every single episode yet? No need to cry, my friends. Just go to any podcast platform such as TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Republic, Pocket Cast. Basically, wherever you turn to listen to your other kick-ass podcasts, you'll surely find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking nearby. Want a reminder of when the newest episodes are available for your listening pleasure? Subscribe now and don't forget to tell your friends to listen too. This week's city shoutouts go to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, Springfield, Missouri, Orange City, Florida, Muskegon Charter Township, Michigan, and Hobart, Australia. A big monstrous thank you for the listens and thank you to each and every single one of you. Good day and good night. See you next week. Poor Pearl, poor girl, lay dead upon the ground. Poor Pearl, poor girl, her head was never found.